The Last Word with Matt Cooper. This is Men's Mental Health Week. It's running to the 18th of June and this year it's highlighting measures that could reduce preventable health problems in men of all ages. There's a 46-page booklet, Action Man, 10 Top Tips for Men's Health, which is one of the new resources produced by the Health Service Executive in conjunction with Men's Health Forum in Ireland. And the ambassador for this week who joins us now is somebody who you may not have heard from for a while on this programme, Oh, I remember back when he finished his athletics career, we would have spoken to him a number of times. He was also the winner of Celebrity MasterChef. David Gillick, how are you keeping? How's things? I'm good, Matt, and yourself? Very good. I suppose there are many people who remember you from the athletics and still doing your work as a TV sports presenter, much of which will be coming up in the athletics soon. But given that you're a young man and given that you're an athlete, I suspect everyone thinks you've always enjoyed the full of your health, but that's not necessarily the case, is it? No, not at all. I think when I was competing at a high level, you know, that was my job. That's what I did on a day-to-day basis. And, you know, it was all kind of for that greater goal of competing uh, at a high level. But, you know, when, when I stepped away from from sport, I I kind of I got into difficulties with my own mental health, um, questioning my own kind of purpose. What was I here for? Who was I? My identity. And, you know, off the back of that, wasn't looking after myself in terms of my own exercise or my diet. I had struggles with sleep and all of these kind of things from a, a general health perspective probably kind of dwindled quite a lot. And I think coming from sport, people assume that you're on a certain level and it just becomes second nature to you. But it doesn't. And, um, you know, the whole purpose of this week is particularly for men is to kind of create awareness around your health, your, your general health, your physical health, your mental health. And just try and create that awareness that maybe people can actually go, mm, you know what, maybe this is the week that I'm going to I'm gonna get the support to change things. Or maybe it's, you know, just a c- awareness that I need to look after myself a little bit better because the stats don't lie. You know, there's, you know, poor lifestyles are responsible for a large portion of diseases. Uh, males have higher death rates than women for almost all of the leading causes of death at all ages. Um, late presentation to health services can lead to a number of problems becoming untreatable. So the whole purpose is, is just to get men maybe to check in with themselves this week and then maybe to get help because isn't that one of the criticisms of many men is that they actually don't reach out to find help yeah look you know when whether you're talking about the physical side of it or the mental side of it that stigma of putting your hand up and ask for help um and sometimes we can leave it to you know when things get quite bad you know until someone says you need to go to a doctor but prior to that it's like oh, i'm not going to a doctor not going to a doctor and i think you know there is that stigma around um and probably that alpha male syndrome of like you know i'll sort this out myself but in true reality you need that support and trying to get men to maybe check in um, go to the doctor get the mot you know any kind of ailments or anything like that to get them checked out and that's what this this week is all about and even like the lifestyle things there's a lot of people trying to maybe you know quit smoking maybe improve their diet maybe try and get a little bit more exercise into their lifestyle that's what this week is all about is to try and give people the supports and you know you mentioned the hse you mentioned the men's health forum that they've put together a whole raft of resources and each day it's different topics each day there's different things that you know can maybe resonate with different cohorts of the male population Presumably when you were competing, though, you had help available to you, either your coaches or if you were competing for Ireland, there would be various people there. But then how much more difficult did it become when you were no longer part of that system and you actually had to look after yourself and reach out for supports that weren't automatically in place? 
It was a huge challenge, I'm not going to lie. I think, um, you know, the services and the supports that our athletes get now has greatly improved. You know, you go back 20 years when I was competing, um, there wasn't as many supports available. You kind of had to figure it out by yourself. Um, and that provided a lot of challenges um, at that time. When I retired, it was worse because I wasn't funded. I wasn't, um, you know, able to avail of the, the services that were now becoming in, in, into place. And, and you know, that was, I found something really, really difficult because, again, I go back to that kind of, you know, faster, fitter, stronger, show no weakness, alpha male syndrome, where you don't want to put your hand up and ask for help and advice for the fear of, you know, how it may be perceived. So, I didn't look for help. I didn't know how to help, uh, get the help. And I also didn't really know how to articulate how I was feeling, particularly on the mental health side. So I tried to kind of, you know, ride that storm out. But inevitably, I, I couldn't. Um, and things got quite bad until I actually had to, you know, get the professional help required. So, you know, again, in the, in the world of sports, I think we can look at it and go, yes, they're all kind of wrapped in cotton ball and uh, um, uh, avail, can avail of all those services, which they can't. The challenging part with that is when everything is not suddenly there and um, you wake up one day, your career is over, you've retired, yet you're still young. Um, you then kind of have to figure things out a little bit. And I found that very, very tough, to be brutally honest with you. And it took probably about three years until I actually did something about it. When you did decide to do something about it, that's a major step, but it's not necessarily the last one. You have to find somebody. And then what do you have to do when you find that person to get the benefit out of the decision that you've made to go and get help? Yeah, it took a while. It took a while to find the right person. Um, You know, for me, I went down the route of counselling. I did it privately. I paid for it um, myself. Um, It probably took about five people until I connected with someone and I could actually feel at ease in their presence and you know that was back in 2016 Matt and I still go I go every second week now um, and I work at it that's the thing it's not as if I went in one day and walked straight back out and I was fixed it doesn't doesn't happen like that I'm fully aware that in terms of my mental health I will be probably looking after it for the rest of my life but I'm okay with that That that's fine uh, I'll also be looking after my physical well-being um, for the rest of my life again that's fine I'm happy with that but what I realized was when I started communicating I started talking I began to learn a lot more about myself I began to understand the journey that I was on and um, I began to understand what was important to me my own kind of like vision and mission and my own kind of values which um can be hard to kind of maybe drill down into but i i understood that these are things that were very important to me and i continually work at them and what prompted me to go and get the help was by literally hearing someone else talk about their journey and that really resonated because it made me feel like i wasn't the only person and i think you know being a male i was very afraid of what other people would think so that stopped me helping myself but when I did that, you know, I got to help and the support and I still work at it. And it's not I'm no I'm not the finished article. I, I will continue to do um, the work on myself. But what it did show me was what was important by exercising. And that made me feel good. And as a result of that, I wanted to sleep better and um, I wanted to eat better and um, I wanted to give myself kind of physical goals that I, you know, I could aim for and get the I suppose that accountability, you know, to keep me honest and keep me working towards a purpose. And all of these things, you know, I suppose just kind of went back to the old overall picture of that holistic approach to health which is very important to me. David you mentioned something there which strikes me as important as well that it's one thing going and getting help privately but also then talking about it publicly and talking Mm. to the people you love. What's that like? How do do you get treated then when you actually do publicly speak about your own situation? 
like I was quite scared about that, to be brutally honest with you, back, you know, a good couple of years ago. Um, and it wasn't something I set out to do. It kind of happened a little bit organically. And then I kind of realized oh, I've actually said this. And I was a little, I was afraid. I'm not going to lie. I was afraid about, okay, how, how, are pe- how are the people closest to me actually, you know, um, accept this or understand this? And to be honest with you, I got unreal support. And what really, really resonated with me, I had lads who I knew, mates, friends, like even family members who privately then came up to me and, and said, oh, listen, uh, I heard what you said. Um, I've been struggling. Like I had one particular fella who played GAA his whole entire life and played at club level and he retired at the age of 35 from a club. And he said to me, he goes, I, I, I completely underestimated how much this impacted my social uh, lifestyle. And he was struggling with it. And that really kind of resonated because we don't know what's going on in people's lives. We have no clue. And it's when it comes to mental health and even some, some physical um, health issues, they can hide them through embarrassment or through the fear of maybe being judged, the stigma, whatever it might be. But what I actually found was it empowered me and it also empowered others to maybe speak up and be open and honest. And that was really, really reassuring. It was really, I suppose it told me that I did the right thing and I'm helping other people. And that's what it's all about for me. Like the reason I got involved in this week was to create that awareness and hopefully give it a push that maybe there's one person that's listening that might actually pick up the phone and get the, the help that's required for them. You're nearly 40 now. You're married. You have three children. How are you? I mean, I know you've said that you main- maintenance is important, that you go and see somebody every couple of weeks. But how are you in general? Yeah, good. You know, um, like, you know, I, I suppose the journey that I've been on, I, you know, I did work full time when I when I initially retired. I, I suppose I was chasing kind of fulfillment, contentment. I thought if I, you know, if I have a title, a status, if I have uh, more money, I'd be happy. And I soon realized, you know, that's not what it's about. Um, I'm very fortunate to have Charlotte, my wife, with three young kids, um, and they're the priority now. And I, I I work for myself. I'm very blessed with great opportunities. And I've probably learned to to accept the, the ups and downs and the, you know, the the peaks and troughs of working for yourself. And it's an, I, I enjoy that now because I, I'm back running. I, I did the Dublin Marathon last year. I'm doing it again this year. And I love it. I love getting out. I love... Um, having a bit of a structure and a bit of a purpose and uh yeah like right now i i I probably like it's funny because i got asked the question there recently about like you know i did hell week last year and uh why would i do that and i wanted to go back and test myself and put myself out of the comfort zone and i did that and i came through that and that gave me such a lift and it almost kind of made me realize that you know I'm actually quite resilient um, because I beat myself up over resilience for years because I was struggling with my mental health and I thought it's just I'm not resilient, I'm not resilient. And all of these things together might have put me in a place of uh, I'm content and I feel I'm in control. And that's a huge thing in terms of my own kind of health and well-being. And, um, you know, it's, it's I'm looking forward to the summer, I'm looking forward to, to the future. And, uh, you know, I'll be looking after everything else um, as I go. But yeah, right now I, I feel like I'm, I'm I'm in a good place, yeah. That's good to hear. David Gillick, thank you so much for being with us. David is an ambassador for Men's Health Week. And just to give you the details again of that 46-page booklet, it's called Action Man, 10 Top Tips for Men's Health. And it's one of the new resources that's been produced by HSE in conjunction with Men's Health Forum in Ireland. The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Weekdays from 4.30. Today and-